Come on CLC Durban, good to be in the house this morning. Hey listen, we are inspired by you. We are really inspired by you and I think many other churches is inspired by you. A church that's been through many things this last three years especially. A mature church in the vision. We look up to you guys. Thank you for inspiring the rest of CRC. Thank you for inspiring the rest of um, the other pastors. I must be honest, your pastor. I love him dearly, Pastor Glenn. A mentor to me, a leader I look up to. Maybe one of the best preachers in the vision together with Pastor Ellison as well. We honor the two of you. Thank you for who you are in our lives, myself in Lizna's life. Thank you for what you do behind the scenes for us as well. And um, your pastor is always traveling, always somewhere helping pastor out. That's a huge honor. Your pastor is one of the most loyal people you can have. Pastor Art's right-hand man when pastor needs him. Come on, give it up. And um, we honor the two of you. Thank you so much, Pastor Ellison. So much, Pastor Glenn. And family, we are part of an amazing vision, one church, many location, that's head by, I almost said the line of the tribe of Judah, but the line of Africa, Pastor Ad Bosov. So in his absence as well, we honor him, a strong man, a strong leader, and we thank God for the leadership that God has given us. Never be used to what you have. We sometimes see this as normal. It's not normal. God has anointed Pastor Art. He has anointed the vision, your senior leaders as well, to do a specific work for God's kingdom in this nation and in this area. So this is only the beginning, CLC Durban, Peter Meritzburg, and they all say in Belito, it is only the beginning of what God has for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may greet your neighbor. If you don't know what their names are, you can ask them. Then you can take your seat. I have my beautiful wife here this morning, Elizna. We married when we were 23, she was 21, and then we don't look a day older. Amen. The sermon title for this morning is Fighting Lions. Judges 14, verse 14. Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. Out of the eater came something to eat. And out of the strong came something sweet. Father, open our ears that we may hear your word for us in season. Open our ears. Open our eyes that we may see things the way you see them. Open our hearts, Father. Grant us understanding and wisdom. I ask you, Father, to break every chain. Speak to every person and save every lost soul that's gathered here this morning. We are your people called by your name. Anoint our heads with oil, Father, and make our cup run over. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Life is a battleship, not a cruise ship. That doesn't mean that we go on looking for fights or looking for battles. We are not a contentious people. I mean, certain people you need to duck for because they're always looking for a fight. That's not us, family. It's also not a cruise ship where we, the only thing we seek is comfort. But this life is a battleship and there's many, many battles that's coming your way. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm going to give you a good message this morning. But we need to realize that this life that we are living in, and you need to be older than 10 years to understand that there's fights. There will be many fights and many battles. Jesus never came and promised us that He is our protector 
who's going to protect us from battles. He's our protector in battles. That God is going to fight our battles on our behalf, but it still means we need to fight our battles with God. Say amen. Can I just ask a favor, just a little bit more monitors, please. The Bible says in John 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. In me you will have peace, but you also will have tribulation. Many times as Christians we run away from certain battles in pursuit of peace. You don't want to fight that person. You don't want to fight that, um, that business deal. You don't want to fight. Um, you don't have, want to have conflict in your marriage because you are looking for peace. I want peace in my marriage so I ignore the conflict, ignore the fights. I, I let my spouse just do whatever they want to because I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight in business. I don't want to rock the boat. But having peace is not in not fighting. It's not in running away. It's not ignoring a fight. Jesus said, I am your peace, but you will have tribulation. You need Christ in every battle. Your peace is within. Don't look for peace without. There's going to be battles, and battles you need to win. Say amen this morning, family. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, Seeking whom he may devour. There's an enemy that hates your guts. There's an enemy that hates your family, that hates your calling, that hates your destiny. And that, that enemy called Satan is looking to destroy your life. Once again, I'm just laying down the platform because sometimes we think our battle is against humanity. Your battle you think is against your boss or your spouse or that friend or that person that did you wrong. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm going to read that scripture to you now. Your enemy is Satan. And he manifests himself in different ways and in different circumstances to get a hold of you and your life. And the only way to win this battle with Satan is to fight back. We are not a wussy church. We are not pussycats. We are warriors in Christ. We are made for a time like this. And we are made for war. And that CRC Durban, you have proven I mean, the last three years, I think for more than any other church, you've been through some battles, you've been through some fights that you never started, but the battle still came your way. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The good news this morning is that we have a promise for every battle. The Bible says in John 16, 13, I'm paraphrasing, that Jesus has overcome the world. In Ephesians 1, it says that everything is placed under our feet as the church. And that includes Satan and his useless demons. You have authority over Satan. You have authority over the demons. You don't have to go and just swung your oil everywhere. You have authority within because Christ is in you and God has placed the enemy under your feet. Every weapon formed against us shall not prosper and every tongue which rises against you and me, he shall condemn. That is Isaiah 54 verse 17. It's always nice to know that God has our backs. 
that God is fighting from behind, that God is fighting for our cause and for our destiny. And there's hundreds more scriptures like this. So once again, I'm, as I laid the foundation, God is for you and not against you. It is just a reminder that there's an enemy out there that you need to overcome. And we're not gonna dodge the fiery attacks, we're gonna shoot back in Jesus' name. Judges 14, verse one to four. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as a wife. I don't know if the word please and thank you mom and dad existed in the Old Testament, but I think if you are Samson and you're strong as an ox, maybe you're excused from menace. Says, Mommy and Daddy, can you please get it to me? That sounds better. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman amongst the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his, his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Verse 4. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord. His parents did not know that it was of the Lord, that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Samson is looking for a wife and God is looking for a setup. He's looking for a wife and God is looking for an attack. Samson is wanting a, a wife he wants someone that he can love and build a family with. And God is using that desire to attack Satan and to deliver his people. Whenever you read this book on how to cast out demons or the plans of Satan or the dominions of Satan, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. There's many books in Kum today concerning the kingdom of darkness and how to defeat it. Most of the times when you read these books, it always shows that God is in a defense. Satan is always attacking. And if God doesn't have A.B. de Villiers' anointing or Jock Cullis' anointing, he would be bowled out. God must just always defend his wickets. And Satan always has these schemes and plans and strategies to take God out or to take Christians out. But I want to say this to you this morning. Yes, God is the best defensive player in the team, but He's the best striker as well. He's the best attacker as well. He knows how to attack. He knows how to strategize. He knows how to enlarge His kingdom. He knows how to get back what Satan has stolen. He knows what to take, what doesn't belong to Him, but it belongs to Him now. Our God is a warrior. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the God that sits on the throne. Nothing ever is too hard for our God. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, CRC Durban. Give God a big shout of praise. Hallelujah. God is setting something up to attack, to advance. We are not always at the defense part of everything Christian. You don't always just have to defend. It's time to enlarge. It's time to take territory. It's time to move forward in life. It's time to get that promotion. God is working behind the scenes as Samson just desires this wife. God is working. Samson, on the other hand, thought it was all about him. Although God saw the nation's deliverance, Samson thought he was him 
about him getting a wife. And sometimes as Christians, we fall into that same trap. We think that promotion is because of us and for us. We think that business deal is for us or it is about us. We think life and the blessings that life bring and the opportunity that lives bring, we think just like Samson, no, it's just me having ambition, wanting to go forward in life. But I want to tell you, family, that's not always so. If God provides an opportunity, God is looming behind the scenes, looking for an opportunity to attack. Maybe He needs a Christian in that boardroom. That's why He needs to promote you. Maybe God needs to get money to you because you're on a building project. God is blessing you, promoting you, but at the back, He's strategizing His attack, His kingdom advancement. He needs to get you in that company for His namesake. He needs to get you in that boardroom. He needs you to sign that deal for His namesake. He's looking to attack. It's not about you. Yes, God loves you. Yes, God wants to bless you. Yes, He anoints your head with oil and make your cup run, your cup run, run over. But it's more about His kingdom. That's why Jesus said, Seek first my kingdom, and I will give you the desires of your heart. May God bless you. May God prosper you. May you take over. May you take two steps forward and not three steps back. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. God is going to advance His kingdom through you through your families, through your kids, and through your businesses. And in Samson's pursuit for his soon-to-be wife, this happened. In Judges 14 verse 5, as we carry on with the story. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyard of Timnah. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. He's on his way to meet his soon-to-be wife and a lion came comes against him he's on his way to sign that business deal and a rumor starts he's on his way to that boardroom and someone launches a complaint you're about to get married and someone tries to stop it a lion came against Samson Samson did nothing wrong he was on his way to destiny he was on his way, according to God, to deliver the nation of Israel under the hand of the Philistine. But on his way, a lion comes and attack, launches an attack against Samson. An attack that comes that's not your fault. You did everything right. You prayed, you fasted, you tithed, you gave your offering. You prayed, you served in church, you helped, and the attack still comes. In this life, you will go through many tribulations. You will go through many battles. Doesn't matter how righteous you are. Doesn't matter what you do. We should do all these things. We are righteous people. Jesus is our example and we should mimic His works, His acts, His words, His heart. But sometimes in life, you've done nothing wrong and an attack comes. You, ha you were minding your own business, CLC Durban and riots came. You were minding your own business and the floods came. We were minding our own business and we went into lockdown. You were minding your own business and then suddenly there's an attack. Maybe today you've realized, no, 
Maybe I have done something that caused the storm or the attack. Maybe I did lie. Maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe I did act out of my emotions. Or maybe that thing that I tried to hit now came to light. I want to say this to you, Christian. Even if you made a mistake, even if you failed, the Bible says even if a righteous man falls seven times, God will raise him up again. God is for you with your mistakes or without your mistakes. God has your back. God believes in you. God has a plan for your life. He is the author. He is the planner of your entire destiny. Come on, CLC Durban. Doesn't matter what you've done and what you've been through. God will fight for you in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says in John 10 verse 10, the thief comes not Come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. There's two sources. Satan can never be good. He can never give you good things. Sin repays with death. Sin never produces life. Everything that's good comes from God who's the father of lights, who there's no variation or shadow of turning. Everything good can only come from our creator God. I want you to understand, family, that there's someone that would love to kill, steal and destroy from your life and it's not God. It's not God that gives and takes away. It's Satan that takes away. We have a God that blesses and that keeps on blessing. He makes us prosperous and we become very prosperous. We don't stop increasing in what God has for us. But there's a lion out there wanting to destroy you, your family and your kids. He would love to see a family member die. He would love to see you lose that contract. Satan is out to get there. I'm saying that to you, family, because we are looking at humanity and we think they are the enemy. We are looking at a race and we think they are the enemy. We look at that person and we think they want to steal from me and kill from me. No, family. There's a spiritual plan. There's a spiritual thing. I mean, all Satan is is an unemployed angel. He's useless. He has no job. He's under our feet. Come on. But He wants to kill from you and steal from you. But God is with you, mighty man or mighty woman of valor. Hallelujah. We look to God and we follow His words. We don't listen to the gossips of Satan and follow His instructions. He has nothing good to give you. Offense doesn't pay with riches and blessing and protection. It pays with death and isolation. Make sure that your heart's clean before God. Make sure that your heart is soft before God. Let certain things go that people have done to you. It doesn't help you harbor the anger, the bitterness and the offenses. It has nothing good to give you, family. Please listen to me. It is a root that goes deep into our soil. And Satan sometimes comes and he wraps himself around us like a python and slowly but surely squeezes the life out of us. You think you have rights to be angry. We don't. We are called to turn the other cheek. They placed Jesus on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Your enemy is not a person. It's not your mom. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your boss. It's not that employee. Your enemy is Satan. Let people go. Let people go. Let it go. It's not worth fighting that fight. Come on, Belito there. Come on, Peter Meritzburg. Hallelujah. Let it go. 
Your right enemy is Satan. In Judges 14, 16, the story continues. I mean, this lion comes and attacks Samson. The Bible says in verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one who would have torn apart a young goat. Samson did not turn away and ran when he saw the lion. Neither should you. When Satan pushes you, you push back harder. If Satan steals something, you take it back sevenfold. He does not dictate to us. We dictate to him. You've taken something from me, Satan. That was the dumbest move you've ever made. No one touched God's anointed. No one steals from God's children. If God gave it to me, you you can't take it away from me. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands quickly in this place. Like Samson. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Come lift your hands. Like the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. So too, your big lions, your great Goliaths, your tall mountains you are facing will be as easy as tackling a young baby goat. Your fights will be quick and then it will be over. It will be shift. It will be strong. God will grant you wisdom. God will grant you understanding. The Holy Ghost will come upon you and your family, your business owners, the employees, and God will do something quick for you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on if you receive it. Shout Amen this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Bible says in Psalm 68 verse 1, Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. We don't win fights by the arms of the flesh. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. And I know it sounds very super spiritual for many people, but it's the only way. There's many people sitting here that's going through fights and battles. That's trying to advance their businesses by the arm of the flesh. God has given Samson supernatural strength. If he doesn't cut his hair, he will be as strong as an ox or as a lion. Maybe by his own gifts and talents, he could have taken that lion. But the Bible says no. It's when the Holy Ghost came upon him that he tore the lion as a young goat. If you want to do things in your own gifts and talents, and you should use them, but you shouldn't use it without the anointing oil. You shouldn't use them without the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the breath of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. It was when the Holy Ghost came upon Samson that that lion became like a goat. There's many battles that's strong in your life. You've been fighting them for years. You need the Holy Ghost, sir. You need the Holy Ghost, man. How long will you arm wrestle the devil? Because with the devil, the playing field is equal. Samson as strong as a lion fighting a real lion. But it's when the Holy Ghost comes upon you that makes a difference. People on the outside will see a massive battle going on. They will see a huge court case. They will see something go wrong and they feel sorry for you. Samson, Louis, Chapel is fighting a lion, but you in the battle, 
It's not that difficult. It's like fighting a young goat. Because the Holy Ghost came upon you. The very things that seem difficult for humanity, the people around you and your family will become easy for you because the Holy Ghost is on you. Family, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's but by the Holy Ghost. God is for you. Let God arise and let His enemies be scattered. God will anoint your head with oil and He will make your cup run over in Jesus' mighty name. Satan won't win one battle against us. He doesn't have the right. He doesn't have the strength. He doesn't have our God. We are more than enough. God before us, then who can be against us? Christians sometimes don't want the battle because they want peace, but it's a fake peace. Sometimes we use prayer as an escape goat. I'll pray about that battle and you never face it. You turn your back against that battle. But sometimes you need to embrace the conflict so that God can grant you the wisdom that the Spirit can come upon you when you face that lion, that boss, that CEO, that employee. You need to face these people. You need to face the battle. You can't turn your back on the battle and fight it there behind closed doors. It doesn't always work like that. We need to put feet to our prayers. So when Satan comes and he attacks, I take my stand. I don't move a muscle. I don't allow the gossip. I don't allow the naysayers to dictate to me how my future should look. God said to me and He promised me that I would go from glory to glory, from increase to increase, that I would go from one level to the next and no devil in hell and no human being that has the spirit of the devil in them will stop me. God has anointed me. I am moving forward. Everything I build, I will complete. Every race I run, I will win. I will make my stand even when the devil comes attacking. And when he attacks, I take two steps forward. What did you say, Satan? You're trying to steal members from me. I'll win double back. You're trying to take my wife from me. I'll love her more back. You tried to steal my kids. We will have more. No one will ever dictate to me how my future looks because God is with me. I am a mighty man of valor. I am a righteous man before God. I have been saved by Christ. I'm anointed by God. I have the Holy Ghost in me. I have the Word of God in my heart and in my mouth. I belong to God. I don't belong to this world. I belong to Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. I'm on the winning team here. I'm on a team that is constantly advancing. We never backtrack. We always move forward. The Bible says in Zechariah 4 verse 6, I quoted it, but I want to read it to you as well. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to use here, Babel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. We say it, but then we should face the battle. We don't say that God is big and then turn away and run. We don't sidestep battles. We fight them. We fight them, family. Some of you had losses in your business with the riots and the floods. Take ground back. Take ground back. Move forward in any case. Show Satan a toffee. Amen.
a spiritual one. Judges 14, verse 7 to 9. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. That's a good girl. Amen. And all the husbands said, Amen. And she pleased Samson well. After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hands and he went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them and they also ate. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. The words of Samson. Every single battle can produce honey for you. Every bitter thing, every attack against your life can produce something for you to eat. Out of the very eater comes something to eat. I want to read you, to you this. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Honey has a value. It refreshes the soul. When Saul and his, and his, and his army fasted, no one was allowed to eat. But Jonathan got some honey. And the Bible says life came back into his body. That's what honey does. It refreshes us. God's Word is like honey. It energizes us and it heals us. I want you to understand this morning that every battle can produce honey for you. Never let a battle go to waste. Sometimes we go down memory lane and we go to old carcasses. We go back to old fights, old battles. Maybe certain carcasses resembles victory for you. But maybe certain carcasses resembles failure. And never let a carcass go to waste. In that carcass you'll find honey. But what people then do, they pitch their tents and build their estates around a past victory. They build their estates and their houses around, around a past failure. And they eat from the honey that's in the carcass and they never move along. They go back in their minds and they stay there. They speak about the good old days. Those days when God did all of these things and when I lost that, when I lost, when I lost my wife or my business or when the riots came and the floods came, they go back down memory lane and they see the carcass and they only eat from that honey. But the Bible says that Samson took the honey and moved along. You go back to that past battle. You get what you need to get and you move along. You don't stay at past victories. You don't stay at past losses. You get the honey. Pastor, what's the honey in the carcass? What have you learned? What did God teach you? What experience did you pick up? Get what God wants you to get and then move along. He never stayed there and ate. He grabbed the honey and he went. So move along with your honey. Honey, hallelujah. Take what you need and move along. Go back down memory lane and think about the Goliaths you've won. The foxes and the lions and the bears that you've slain. Go back through memory lane and how you need to rebuild that business and how God came through. You thought that this was the end and God blessed you and prospered you. You go down there and you get that honey. 
family. God never asked us to stay down there. Maybe you have many victories. There's more to get. Maybe there's many losses, but there's more victories to get. We never stay in the past. We never stay at past hurts, past battles and past carcasses. You go there and you put your hand into that carcass and you get what you need. What have I learned? What did God tell me? What did God teach me? I need to move along. I can't stay here. I can't stay with my previous, if, if you were divorced, and bring all that, that entire carcass into the new one. Get the honey. Get what you've learned and then move along. That business might have failed. Get the honey from there and then move along. And then you get enough to bring back some honey home. Bring honey to your mom and your dad. Bring honey home to your children. Bring honey home to your business. That honey will energize you. Come on, CRC Doman. You are moving forward. You are getting honey from the past. Honey from the past three years. Honey from the past 20 years. You will eat from that honey. It will refresh your soul. Bring energy to your body. And you will move on. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on there in Peter Meritzburg. Come on there in Belito. Come on here in Durban. Give God a shout of praise for your honey. Hallelujah. You never be used wannabes or have beens. We learn, we move. We had the line in the bear. Now this Goliath is going down the same. I got my honey, I'm moving forward to a new battle. I got my honey, I'm moving forward to the new battle. I'm ready. I'm ready for that new business. I'm ready for this marriage. I'm ready to raise my kids. I'm ready to bring them back to the house. I'm now ready. I got my honey. I'm ready. I'm energized. My soul has been refreshed. God has made a way where there seems to be no way. God made me the head and not the tail. He took me over when I should have been beneath. I should have been dead by now, but I'm alive and well. I got my honey. I'm ready to take new territory. I'm ready to build a church. I'm ready to buy some land. I'm ready to build a building. I'm ready to expand my business. I'm ready to fight for my marriage. I got the honey. I'm now ready for the fight. I am energized. I'm ready for the fight. Come a lion. Come a bear. Come a wolf. Come a jackal. All of them will come down the same. Maybe it's a deep valley. Maybe it's a tall mountain. All of them I will conquer through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through the spirit of the living God. Through the honey I got in the carcass in Jesus' a mighty name. The Bible says in Romans chapter 20, chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. That's you. To those who are called according to His purpose. We can't fail. Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. Through Christ that strengthens us, through Christ that loves us. God is for you, family. Never doubt God. Doubt your enemies. God is not the one playing the tricks in your life. He's a stable God. Our God is not bipolar and He's not schizophrenic. He doesn't chew His nails on the throne. He's not full of anxiety and stress. He's our God and He's our peace. But Satan comes in different ways and forms. We'll kick him in his head every single time he comes. But your God is for you. Your God wants to bring healing to your body. Your God wants to restore you sevenfold. He wants to bless you, enlarge you, and increase you. That's your God. 
Someone, uh, sometimes people say, God is, uh, is, is putting me in a test or God is testing me. God is not testing squat. He's not testing no one. The Bible in, uh, says in James that we are tempted and tested with our own human desires. But God tempts no one. That's James chapter 1. But there's an enemy walking around like a wrong lion looking to be made of hell. But even if he looks around, he must look past you because you've got God in you. You've got weapons with you, weapons of warfare. He must walk far around you. He's not coming close to this church. He's not coming close to Peter Maritzburg, close to Belito. He's not coming close to your family and your business. You are the son and daughters of God. You are mighty men and mighty women of valor. God is for you. Maybe this morning you are sitting here and you know that your relationship with God is not right. There's no winning battles without God. I'm telling you. Satan wants you to be religious and he wants you to be ignorant. And if he can, he'll isolate you. You need God. You need the Spirit of God. You need a relationship with God. This is not something where we do three steps and everything is fine. No. You need to know and discern the voice of the Holy Ghost. You need to be able to listen to the voice of Jesus yourself. Be refreshed by Jesus yourself. But sometimes life and the battles and the boats and the ships and the attacks come and it tires us out. And all you need now is fresh honey. That's God's Word. The Bible says it's by the preaching of God's Word that faith enters our spirits. Maybe you've been tired. You haven't spoken to God as you should. There's, a, there's, a, there's like a staleness in your Christianity. But you know that you know that you know that you can't keep on like this. You need God. You need a relationship with Jesus. You need to let God do a real thing in your life. I want every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. God loves you. Maybe you've turned your back against God. Maybe you're in a process of ignoring God. You're angry at God, disappointed in God. Maybe you feel like God hurt you. But that's not God. God loves you. There's enough grace, mercy, blood, power, promises for you. All you need to do, family, is respond. It's not something we can force. It's a voice that you must listen to. The Bible says the Holy Ghost comes and He knocks. And we must respond. Maybe the Holy Ghost is knocking at your heart's door. And you know without a shadow of a doubt that that is God. Maybe you're sitting and you've never heard the gospel before. And you know that you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time. So I want to ask you this while every head is bowed and every eye closed. Do you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time? Or you want to make a recommitment? You need to come back. You're in the middle of a fight with a lion. You need the Holy Ghost. You need God. You need to make right. You need to get God into your battles. This arm of the flesh story is taking too long. You need God in your battle. You need God in your life. If that is you this morning, while every head is bowed, every eye closed, I want you to lift your hands high into the air that I can see who I can pray for. You want to give your life to Christ. Lift it up now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Thank you. Lift it high. Say yes, I'm coming back home. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Say yes. 
Thank you. Thank you there at the back. You're on my left. Come on, give your life to Jesus. Say, yes, I'm coming back home, pastor. I need Christ. I need God. I need the Holy Ghost. I need to make right. I need to start over. I can't carry on like this. I need to change ways. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And you want to get on that narrow road this morning. If you've raised your hand, you can put it back down. But if you have not raised your hand yet this morning and you know that God is speaking to you, forget about the people around you. You have heard that voice of the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to respond. We are going to say a quick prayer with you and give you a Bible if you don't have one. No one knows the battles, the fights that we had. So just for a few moments, turn to my right, your left. There's amazing people waiting for you in Jesus' mighty name.